You are listening to the Christian Worship Center Podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. He's a wonderful God, isn't he? Amen. And sometimes we get so caught up in the way we want things. Amen. In the way we think that God's supposed to do things and we forget he's already declared the end from the beginning. Amen? We have read the back of the book and we know who wins. So be encouraged tonight. You are the winners. Amen? It doesn't matter how the battle turned out. We know who wins the war. And our God prevails. Amen. He prevails. And we're going to talk a little bit about possessing. I know y'all been looking forward to this. And every every service, it seems like you get we uh, the Lord comes by. And that's wonderful because we need him so much right now in this time that we're living in. We need him to speak to us. And I have a word for you Sunday. Amen. So come expecting that. God gave me a word this afternoon, and I'll be sharing that Sunday. But, um, <laughs> so it ain't over. Amen. God's not done. And don't be discouraged because he still knows what he's planned. Amen. Hallelujah. So I, I want to just share with you about possessing in 2021, and I had some things written down that I really wanted to share tonight, but the Lord said, no, it's not time for that. So um, I'm going to have to wait, but uh, I will say this much, that we as children of God in a time, it's no wonder that the enemy, he knows what year it is. He knows what decade we're in. Amen? How many knows this is a decade of pay? Right? 5780. We're in the 80s. And that's the pay decade. And guess what the pay decade means? Is it's a year that you see the voice. Come on, not you hear the voice. That was last year. But this year... 5781 is the year you hear, I mean, not only hear, but you see the voice. Come on. No wonder they're saying we're going to um, what censure you now. Just it came out today that that's their new plan is to censure all conservative pastors and preachers. They will be censored from now on, starting in February. You will lose your church uh, um, voice, and if you uh, do not uh, censure, you will be social distanced by your family and by anybody around you. Come on, church. It ain't no accident that they say, and we don't want to see your mouth. And we don't want to hear your mouth. You understand where we're at? It's an exciting time to be alive. Come on. Because Paul said, whether it's right for us to obey God or man, you got to judge that. But we are still going to preach 
church, there is only one way. So guess what? We're not backing up. We're not backing down. There's only one way. And that's the only way is Christ. So it doesn't matter what they say or do. We have one God. We have one Savior. We have one Lord. Amen? And he is the only way. Amen. So I'm excited about possessing in 2021 because you understand that when the devil makes those proclamations, God says, I'm watching him. Don't worry about him. I got you. I haven't give up on what I what I plan for this year. I have not give up on you possessing my glory and for you possessing my power and my anointing. Here's here's some words from the late Reverend T. L. Lyrie. Do you have that up there, brother? Because I don't I don't think my clicker's working. Yeah, there it is. This is Brother T.L. Lowry, and a lot of you have heard from him, but he over 50 years ministered in about 115 countries. He says he had seen thousands of people saved, healed, and delivered through the name of Jesus. He planted many churches that are still living and thriving, even after he fell asleep and left this world. He's experienced what many would call great success in evangelism to the lost and to the, and to the, and service to the church. Although he was never ungrateful to God for all he had done in his ministry, he he stated many times that there was inside of him a great and divine discontentment. This is what he said, a feeling that there was still so much that the Lord wants to accomplish in his church. This is what he said, my soul still hungers for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the church and a great harvest of lost souls to be ushered in as a result of the last day's movement of God upon the earth. Guess what? We get to enjoy what he dreamed about. Amen. He's not been gone that many years ago, but he still had a desire to see a last day harvest. And guess what? God has not forgot his promise to all of those great men and women of God that prophesied this. Amen. Just in case you've forgotten, God's not left his throne. Just in case we are disheartened and discouraged doesn't mean that God is. Because God still holds the whole thing in his hands. Amen. So he, 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 I believe he was not, certainly not alone in his sense of divine discontentment because many believers, millions of believers, and, and this hour feels the same way, right? We are hungry. To see God move in his church. To see God do miracles. To see God do signs and wonders. To see God, every major ill that befalls the activity and fractured lives are no different in the church than the surrounding society. Guess what? We found out through COVID, it hits the church just like it hits the world. But it's about to change. 
We found out that cancer hits the church just like it hits the world. We found out divorce hits the church just like it hits the hits the world. But guess what? It's about to overturn. God's about to come through and turn things around. And the church is just about time for it to move into victory like God has promised the whole time that we would walk in. Because we haven't don't mean it's true. It's not true. Amen? Just because you hadn't seen it don't mean it don't exist. So, so the first time in Western civilization, the church has lost its voice and moral authority. It has. It's lost its voice. It's lost its voice that God is still miraculous. In the first time in the world, it's lost its power and influence in the world. Yet along with the feelings of the dissatisfaction, the church is, is correlating anticipa- anticipation that according to John chapter 2 and verse 10, the Lord has kept the good wine until now. Amen. He saved the best for last. How many remembers the the verse that said the last shall be first and the first shall be last? Come on. I think it's about time that the first miracle happens again at the last. That once again, his perfect wine is brought forth at the last day. And the church of this hour becomes the most powerful because you understand when Jesus left the church, he said, greater things than I do shall you do because I go to the Father. Have we seen any of that? Not yet. But we're about to. Because he's not coming back after a church that's less powerful than the one he left. Amen? He said, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? And I believe he will. Amen? Because faith is what moves mountains. Faith is what calls the things that are not to be, they, to be going on like they were. Amen? He said, by faith, he spoke. The worlds were framed by the words and power of his mouth. Do you understand? The power of your mouth is still as powerful when you begin to speak forth the word of God. The problem is, is the devil likes to steal the word. This is the same thing that Jesus was talking about in, when he said the sower went forth to sow. Some of it fell by the wayside. Guess what happened to it? The birds got it. You, have you ever seen a bunch of wayside people in this day and hour? You show them love and they are already disgruntled by the time the money hits their hands. You cheated me. And you just gave him a hundred bucks or a new car or whatever. Well, you che- Come on, the devil won't let them see love. He won't let them experience love. You know why? Because the birds get it. Every time love comes their way, the birds grab it. This is why there's some kids in every house that feels like mom and dad likes the others a whole lot better than they. Come on, y'all. Whole lot better than they do the other one because it's there. There it's the birds has their seed. Because every time they get a good deed, they can't see it for looking at what their brother got. Preaching better than we're shouting. Ooh. I didn't know. I didn't mean for that to come out because that wasn't what I had written down. But we, you understand this is where we're at in this society. We're there. 
I mean, how many times have parents cried over a child that they've showed more love probably than the others, and all of a sudden they think that they're the worst treated, and they're probably the most spoiled? Because they absolutely are in the wayside. They can never see any good coming to them because the birch always gets it before they get a hold of it. Oh, there's church members like that too. In the sunset of the present world lies the promise of a dawn of a new day. Amen? We're about to change. We, we, we didn't have the reset. I know they're talking about a great reset now, but we already had ours last year. So guess what? Great reset ain't going to happen. They think it is. They think they got it under control, but God's got other plans, and he's about to reset it, all right? And we're about to see a move of God like we've never seen on the face of the planet because God is about to get glory in this last days. Amen? Hallelujah. So you got to keep on living and keep on breathing what God is saying, not what the news is saying, because they're telling you all kind of craziness. But a day, we're in a day, the church is about to fill up with the Spirit of God, and it's about to fulfill its mission to the earth. Jesus sent us as sheep among wolves. So you ought not be surprised that the wolves are showing up. We've been warned they were showing up. We've been warned they were going to be in the church. Have you ever seen a time when family members are turning their own family members in all over a raid? I mean, all kinds of craziness going on and our world is turning against each other and the church is doing the same. But guess what? God's about to come up on this place and do a miraculous turnaround. Because we cannot keep going the way we're going. Oh man, I know it might be, it might get a little, but if you guys are planning on sending a, a email or a text message, get out there and feed somebody. Do some, some good with it, okay? Don't send me nothing. <laughs> feed somebody or help somebody. Amen. Leave me alone. Ah, the church is about to reach its pinnacle of purpose. We're about to find out what the true purpose of God is for the earth, for for the church. We're about to find our true purpose. And this is what the enemy wants to steal from the church and from each individual is their purpose. He wants you to feel sorry for yourself because it didn't come like you had it planned. Well, you shouldn't have been listening to Q. Only a few people know about that. You know, we all like to work things out. We all like to make like it's going to work this way. And when, and when it passed our point of figuring things out, well, we, well, God must have not been in it. Right? But how many knows he's four days late and he's still right on time? Come on, if you got the power to wake something up when it's asleep, well, it's not dead to you. Oh, that's good, isn't it? So the church is going to receive, reach its pinnacle of purpose as the city cannot be hid and the light of the world cannot be extinguished. Mm, A city that is set on a hill 
that cannot be hid. The church will become more than a building, more than a budget, more than a parade of preachers. Come on. This next revival won't be a who's who. It'll be who's not. Amen? Because he don't need anybody. He's just going to have a move of God with who's willing and obedient. And if you're willing and obedient, guess what? You get in on it. If you're not, you're going to lose out. If you're wanting to be somebody, guess what? Somebody's are going to get on their knees. Oh. More than a serenade. More than a showmanship. It won't be a horse and pony show like we've been used to seeing in revival. Come on, God don't need your pony or your horse. He needs people to be obedient to his word. I mean, we've been seeing it around here on them Sunday night things. People are getting obedient. And guess what? It's the most amazing thing ever to see God move in this house like he's been moving. And we have only just begun. Come on, I love it to sit back and enjoy enjoy a service and not have to worry about anything. Right? Just watch God work through every person that allow him to work through them. Come on, when people got to think they got to say something every service, they probably more about in it more about them than they more about what God wants. Oh, I said that. The church is the body of Christ, the pillar, the ground of truth, the revealer of manifold wisdom. Of Do you see that? The church is the, the revealer of the manifold wisdom of Christ. That mean, that's what it means that it's got to be his body at work. Not one person can reveal the whole power and actions of God. That's the reason he's chose in this last day to move through a body and not through a person. Come on. Because if you move, if we move through people, people move through God. But a lot of times people get their opinions all wrapped up in there. And then. And if we constantly hearing from one person, guess what? You get a one-sided opinion of who God is. Mm, this is bigger than what I thought. So the, the church then becomes the place of his glory, his love, his power, and his presence. How many like to see that? That our church becomes a place of his power, his glory, his presence, and his love. And if you want to look those up, you get you note note takers. Ephesians chapter three and verse ten. And then in five, twenty seven twenty-five through twenty-seven, and then first Timothy three and fifteen. You can find all of that. Jesus said in Matthew chapter sixteen and verse eighteen, here's what he said, and this is a very familiar scripture. I will build my church upon this rock, he said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Mm. When I heard the Lord say the other night, the rock has left or is in the air, the scripture he gave me right after that was this one. Upon this rock, 
I'll build my church. The church has left the sling. Come on. The church has left the sling. And that rock is airborne. The church is not on the level it was in 2020. It's not where it was in 2019. It's not where it was in, in early 2000. It's not even where it was in the 80s or the 50s or the 60s. It, come on, it is way higher because we are airborne. And this is what the enemy don't like because he wanted to keep the church on the ground. Because now we're in his territory. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Mm. I'll just share a little bit of that on the atomic chart. I mean, it knows chemistry a little bit. I don't know very much. But I do know when you're looking at 80 or 81, you kind of look at those atomic charts. And I think uh, Brother, uh, I can't remember his name now. Troy Brewer, yeah. He talked about this, and this really got me because I'm a science kind of guy. But anyway, he, he, he talked about the 80th element on the atomic chart is, is mercury. And another name for mercury is quicksilver. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We're in the 80s. So you're the pay. What do you use? You use the word because it's quick. It's powerful. Silver is redemption. So you've got a redemptive word to use on the enemy. This year, you're not speaking your own stuff. You're speaking the redemptive word of the power of God. This decade, this whole 10 years is the year of pay. And we're going to make the devil pay. You know what God is saying to him? Put up or shut up, boy. Amen. This church is about to rise. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You know what mercury is used for? How many knows? A thermometer. So it's also saying to the church in this decade, are you going to be the thermostat? Will you change the atmosphere? Are you going to just be a thermometer? You just tell what the atmosphere is. It's time that the church use their mouth and change the atmosphere. Amen. That's the power you possess in this decade. Man, I'm, this wasn't in any of my notes. So I'm my. See where, how I don't get anywhere. But, but, but that's a good scripture because the gates are the government of hell will not be able to prevail against you. Guess what? I don't care what they pass. I know I can be really brave up here, but you know what? It don't matter. Long as I got his word inside of me, it doesn't matter what they pass, what they say, what they want to say. It doesn't matter how much they censure. The Holy Ghost of God is inside of me. And guess what? On this rock, I'll build my church and the government of hell shall not prevail against it. 
Come on, somebody ought to shout. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In this statement, Jesus declares that the church will be built. It will continue to grow and develop and become such a force in the earth that no evil will be able to stand against its force or its influence. Come on, the church will not be influenced by the world anymore. We don't need their standards. We don't need their programs. We don't need their 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 itemizations. We don't need their budgets. We don't need anything but the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's going to be our force. And that's going to be our influence. This picture that Jesus gives us is that of a mighty invading army that conquers every foe and allows nothing to impede its process. I guarantee you our progress will be we will go to war on our knees and with our worship. Amen? We're not going to storm any capital. We're not going to raid any building, but we're going to let the Holy Ghost be God. And God's going to go where we can't. And God's going to perform what we can't. And God's going to do what we can't. Amen? Because I already hear the rumbling of the chariots. I already hear the glory of the angels. I already feel the wind of the Holy Spirit that's about to blow through this place, taking down every yate, everything that the enemy has exalted itself against our God. Come on, he's going to take it down. The rock has left the sling. Amen? And the next target is the giant. And he's taking it down. How's he going to take it down? Through your worship. Through your praise. Through your taking him at his word. Through your lean back on him and relax. Stop worrying. Stop fretting. That stuff ain't of God. Amen. Depression is not yours. It don't belong to you. It does not belong to a child of God. Oh. So how do I get rid of it? Well, you, uh, you cast all your care on him because he cares. That's how you get rid of it. You just throw it on him. You're not a dumping ground. But last time I checked, he said, you can dump it all on me. Amen? So tonight... We serve a God that is more than enough. Amen? Hallelujah. And so when we understand that Jesus said, I will build my church. Not I might. Not I might. Not I probably will. He said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen? Come on, it's it's pretty crazy for God, for you to understand that you serve a God that always goes to the devil's territory to take his mighty men from. Come on. He, He just does that. That's just the God he is. He got a sense of humor like that. That when he gets ready for an Abraham, he goes down in the middle of a mess 
in Ur of the Chaldees in the gate of hell, if you please, that's what it was called in that day. It was called the gate of hell. And he goes down there and says, I want this guy. And I'm going to call him out. And he's going to move his whole family and all the servants. And he's going to move to where I'm going to tell him. And what is Abraham looking for? Hebrews chapter 11 says he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker was God. That's what he looked for. What is he wanting? He's wanting something that's not man-made. He's tired of the same old, same old, same old. What are many of you doing at Christian Worship Center today? You got tired of the same old. Hmm? Not because this church was all that in a bag of chips. It wasn't. But you got tired of where you were and you began to look for a city that had foundations whose builder, whose maker was God. You were tired of man-made stuff. And God reached down and grabbed everyone in this building and all of those that are members of this body. And he pulls them from all over the place, pulls them from other states even, pulls them right in here to, come on y'all, to Stillwell, Oklahoma, even no matter how many years ago it was, he pulls you from Missouri, pulls you from Arkansas, pulls you from, uh, come on, pulls you from everywhere saying, I'm building something that's not made with hands. It's not going to be the same old. It's not going to be the same deal. It's not going to be just like everybody else's, but I'm building a church and the gates of the government of hell is not going to stand against it. Not going to come against it. Why? So you would ask yourself, why? Who I've asked myself many times, why did I leave everything and move to Oklahoma? I don't get it. I left a home that was mine, paid for. Everything I owned was mine. I had a job. To move here without a job, without a home. Come on, y'all. Two kids and one on the way. And moved to Oklahoma because that's what God said do. And I was wondering the whole way. My wife said, I don't know about this. And she said, this is crazy. We left our families, everything. Because God said, move. And I was like, God, really? Are you serious with me right now? And then three months later, everything we moved here for fell apart. They run me off from the church. We don't need you. Last Sunday was your last Sunday. Get out of here. And I was wanting to go back to Arkansas. And I almost did. Told my wife, I said, you can find a doctor there. Let's go. And she said, no. We don't know why we're here for. Boy, don't you love good women? 
And I had to get a hold of God and say, okay, God, you got to show me what we're doing because we don't have anything. We had 90 days or 30 days to get out of the house. We had, I mean, you know, we didn't have any family here. We didn't have nobody here. We didn't know nobody here, but what was just, we, we had about 50 people in the church. And nine of them had signed a petition for me to leave. But they were the nine that owned the church. So anyway, I left, and they said, you can take all those people you got. You can take them with you. We don't want them. I didn't know what I was going to do. We had church in a couple of people's homes. And we visited here and there, and, but nothing, nothing, nothing. About a week, we had been out of that or two weeks out of that house or out of that church and a family that we had grown to love and had known my cousin way before I knew him but they were from Westville and they told us said won't you come to us with us to a revival out in Chewy I'd never been to Chewy before I knew the pastor there because I knew him growing up I'd heard him preach all my life Brother Gary Hampton and I knew who he was, but I'd never been to his church. And I came in there that evening, and I sat down on the back seat, and the Lord said, you're going to be the pastor of this church. And I was like, oh, no, no, this just, just, you understand what I'm saying? God's got a plan. Five years later, I was the pastor of that church. Didn't see that coming, didn't see that happening. It just happened. But God had a plan. And then he moved us here 15 years later. And now we see the plan that God had promised all the way when we were in Arkansas beginning to develop. Because when I was 20 years old, a man was dying that I had preached many revivals for, and I went to his house. They called me on the phone and said, Brother Marty, can you come over here? Brother Golan is dying, and uh, he, 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 he's not responding. He's not responsive, and you need to come over here, and you need to pray for him. Well, I was pastoring in Bastrop, Louisiana at the time, 25 years old maybe, somewhere along in there. Anyway, I hurried and ran over there to his bedside. He wasn't responsive. He was he was dead. There was no pulse, nothing. I began to pray for him, me and my uncle. And we began to lay hands on him. We began to pray for him. The Holy Ghost came upon me. And I began to speak in other tongues. And that guy rose, raised up out of the chair. No pulse, no nothing. He said, and then God said. And he started giving me the God said. <laughs> and I was like, uh... Because he started telling me, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. But there's this one door that's going to open for you, and it'll be the door. There's going to be other doors, but they're going to close. But this one, nobody's going to close it. It's going to be open out of nowhere. You won't know where it come from, but it's going to be the one that I've called you for purpose. And that is the purpose in which you are here. That is the time which you are made for. And I'm going to do a work that nobody 
can stop. Nobody can cancel. Nobody can bring it down because you've been faithful. You've been true. Oh, come on, somebody. God doesn't forget those years of your laboring all the way from 13 to 24. Mm. He said, God said, if you'll be faithful, and that man is still living. Ah! He doesn't told him, he said, you need to carry, call the coroner because he's, he's gone. His wife was sitting up there. She said, but I know he's got something else because he told me he had to do something before he could die. I just happened to be a recipient of what he had to do before him. Don't tell me God don't have your purpose planned out. And I want to tell you this evening, God has your purpose planned. And God has not forgot what he's promised you. And he will not let the devil steal it. So guess what? Stand on it. Focus on it. Amen? Because you will see it if you're faithful. And don't let the devil talk you out of anything. I'm talking to a church that is ready to receive what God has got for them. Amen? Don't let the enemy steal it. We're in a time that if the devil, he don't want to see your mouth. Because it makes him nervous. Amen? He can cover it up. That's good. And I'm not talking about political. Please don't get me wrong. Don't go off on me. But I'm talking about spiritual right now. The enemy does not want to see your mouth. And he's saying to you, shut up. Come down. Come down. We need to talk. If he ever gets you negotiating, he'll steal your victory. Church, whatever you do, don't negotiate. It's not time to negotiate. It's time to have faith. Have faith. Because if he said, if you have faith as a grain, a mustard seed, that's little faith. That's little faith. Everybody runs down Peter because he sank. Or he began to sink. The Bible says he didn't, didn't don't ever say it sank because he, he just began to sink. And Jesus just pulled him right back up on top of the water. And guess what? And they both came to the boat. So he still walked on water. But they never deal with those other guys that were sitting in the safety zone. They didn't even try. And there's a lot of people don't even try. And at least you're trying. At least we're out here giving it a whirl. Amen? So don't get discouraged because you'll reap if you don't faint. So church, how many is ready to go on over and grab what's yours? Amen? We're about to go over. We're about to go over. We're about to go over. Amen? The Red Sea is dividing. Come on, that might not mean something to anybody, but it is. It's, it's. But that's when God wants to work. 
Come on, it's no no light thing that all this craziness has happened bringing us to this moment. Amen? We've been years watching the signs come for a moment like this. Amen? We've been watching it all come to pass for a Moses moment. And we sometimes don't even recognize the Moses moment when it gets here. We've had a real Passover, a real Pentecost. And now we're about to cross over to the other side. How many's ready? Amen. How many's ready to see, receive your miracle? So tonight we're going to get up and we're going to stand up and we're going to receive and we're, we're just going to say, God, we receive our possession right now. We don't, but we're not backing up. We're not coming. We're not coming down. We're not, we're not going on either way. We are going to receive what you have promised us here in this house. We're going to receive it. We're going to believe it. We're going to trust you. We're going to glorify you. We're going to empower you. We're going to praise you. We're going to worship you. We're not going to be defeated. We're not going to be brought down because we are an overcomer by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So church next week, if the Lord willing, we'll talk about the conquering Christ because that's who's ahead of this game. Amen. He's already conquered it all. So why are we living so defeated? Amen. I know, I know, I know you, you had hopes just like I did that we could figure this out this week. Come on. But I believe God is saying to us, you don't need to figure it out. I already have. So just because it didn't work like you had it planned, or I had it planned, or they had it planned, or whoever you listened to had it planned, doesn't mean that I don't still have it under control. Hallelujah. So when he's four days late, he's still right on time. Amen. Our God's never late. Our God's never late. So church, he hasn't left you, he hasn't forsaken you, and he's not going to disappoint you if you don't let it be a disappointment. Come on, it's your, it's your choice. You got to, you got to trust him no matter what. You got to believe in him no matter what. Stop trying to figure it out. There's some sites you don't need to visit. There's some stuff you don't need to search because it's going to help you make a plan that probably is going to fail you. Come on, if you're listening to the burrhead that's been thinks he's been attacked by aliens, then you probably are in a mess. But anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> but the church needs to understand who they are in Christ. And he has a plan. He has not only a plan, he has the plan. Come on, let's trust him, church. I want you to get your eyes back on Christ. I know it's been a rough one. I know it's been a rough go. And it's still a rough go. And we don't know what's going to happen. But I do know one thing is God says, I've got you. That's what he told me. I've got you.
I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to get you through it. Trust me with a plan. I got a plan. And I've called the plan from the beginning. So guess what? If he's called it from the beginning, he ain't left it. It hasn't veered from it. He knows what's going to happen, and he knows how it's going to happen. So we got to trust him. I know. I know. I know it's tough. I know because we feel better when we think we have an answer for it, right? But we all figured out yesterday or this today that we did not have the answer. We didn't know. We know what the answer is, but we didn't have the answer what we figured that it was going to happen with. So guess what? We have to trust him. We have to believe in him. He's got us. He's not going to let us fall. The stone has left the sling. Come on. And the spirit is guiding it right to the right spot and the giant will fall. Come on. There's not a a doubt in my mind that this thing ain't coming down. Not a doubt in my mind that this thing ain't going down because God has a plan. So I want us, as we're dismissed tonight, I know it's late and I'm sorry for holding you so long, but I I want you to just open your mind and say, God, I receive whatever you got. I want you to speak to me. I want you to give me your word. I want you to give me your power. I want you to give me your authority. I want you to let me be afraid. Don't let me be scared. Don't let me be worried. Don't let me fret. Don't let any of this mess me up. Lord, I want you and you alone. And Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What is the rock? Thou art the Christ. You're it. He's the cornerstone. Amen. I know there's a division because of him. That's what what we're divided by. That's what the United States is divided by right now is because of him. And guess what? We know him. So don't join into their division. Because you're not divided. You are single-eyed and single-mind. Amen? So don't start flip-flopping right now. Lest Jesus takes his flip-flop and gets you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. On the count of three, I want us to shout, sound a roar of victory because we are winners. How many believe we're winner, winners? Amen. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We believe you. Trust you, God. 